Hey everyone, I've made several attempts this past week to record a podcast. I didn't feel 100 about it because it's felt weird to simply discuss books and business as usual after seeing the events that happened in Charlottesville, Virginia. In the last week, I've gone through a range of emotions, disbelief, frustration, anger, and now I feel resolute. I'm more determined than ever to fight hate and be a light. Not only will I not tolerate the hate and divisiveness in our country, but I will continue to shine by supporting initiatives, publications, organizations, and content that work to rid our country of this foolishness and highlight the power of justice and inclusion. Before you listen to this podcast, I hope we are aligned on two things. One, hate has no place. Two, hate is nothing new under the sun. It's been given a stronger voice by silence, i.e. tolerance, and emboldened by people like Donald Trump. Today, I'm going to share a few of my thoughts on personal and professional responsibility to fight hate here on the View 112 podcast. Welcome to the View 112 podcast. I'm Janita Morris. As an avid reader, writer, and businesswoman, I'm passionate about literacy and self-development. Here, I think out loud and share my perspective on life, balancing a career, and building a writing business. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all. Like I said, (laughs) it has been a long week. I've gone through a multitude of feelings and thoughts about how I wanted to proceed with this particular episode. You know, I've always viewed myself as a positive, progressive person, and I wanted to be forward-thinking and sharing my thoughts and actions this week. Before I begin, I want to give you an update. Your girl finally passed this math class. Yes! I'm so close to the finish line uh, for graduating Um, So thank you all for thinking of me. Thank you for your encouragement. Um, And please keep it coming. Thank you so much. Um, Over the last weekend, I was working on the final exam for my math class and I was watching CNN disturbed. Um, For those of you who don't know, I actually live in the state of Virginia and it's been shocking to see evil literally happening in my state. While I'm not naive of the fact that racism and bigotry still exist in our country, I have foolishly allowed myself to pretend in some ways that these things only happen in the deep, deep South or something. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, I have, Uh, especially when you think of things like white supremacy and, you know, the Klan and all of this other foolishness. I'm just thinking like, I know this is Virginia and Virginia is the South kind of. But I'm thinking that's like Mississippi, Alabama, like down there, not, you know, here um, and certainly, you know, not near me. And as I get into this, I will share with you how I've discovered that not only have I been simple minded and believing that hate exists elsewhere, but that I have a lot of work to do right here in my own backyard. In light of all that's happened, I think it's interesting that the business community has been highlighted for having a strong moral compass, stronger than usual. Um, And this really got me thinking about what I can do and encourage you to do from a personal and professional standpoint to not tolerate and to fight this foolishness. First, speak out. It's literally the least you can do. And I have two thoughts on this. First, silence is compliance. If you witness hate or injustice and say nothing about it, you are compliant. When you say nothing, 
you are actually tolerating this mess. And it doesn't matter if you're being directly impacted or if the targeted demographic is not one that you are a part of. Dr. Martin Luther King put it perfectly when he says, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. If you think people... If you think people who are targeting a specific group of people don't have it in them to target a different group of people, you are mistaken. My second thought on speaking out is to ensure that you are diversifying your audience. The day after the election is the day I learned that there are two different conversations happening in this country. I learned then that just posting things on social media and making sure my friends knew who to vote for and, you know, all of that was simply not enough. I didn't find out until post-election that I actually knew people who did not go out and vote or who did vote for Donald Trump. And these people were very quiet during the entire campaign and election process. All these people who were saying that they were, quote unquote, undecided were clearly decided. Don't y'all remember that? It was like so many people were undecided during that election. And we found out later, like, no, they were not undecided. They just didn't want to say. um, And they knew, I believe, that it was unpopular to say either that they weren't going to vote or that they were going to vote um, for Donald Trump. Um, Additionally, there are a lot of young people in this country who have given up on politics and don't believe the political process is a part of helping us exact the change that we wish to see. So while I was speaking up, I was also speaking to the wrong audience. Sadly, I was preaching to the choir. And I've heard this many times in church, speaking of speaking to the choir, um, in church they say that, you know, Only telling people in church about the goodness of Jesus is not going to save more lives. You have to open the doors to the church to everyone, and you have to go out into the world. Next, educate yourself. Um, You know, I mentioned earlier how I was foolish for being surprised that white supremacists were prominent and, and so active close to where I live. I was foolish and uneducated. The CEO of my place of employment announced that it would that the company would be making donations to human rights organizations, one of them being the Southern Poverty Law Center. And I had not heard of this organization and decided to do some research. Not only is this organization quite progressive in fighting hate, but I learned quite a bit from being on there, spending some time on their website. I learned that there are at least 42 hate groups just in my state of Virginia. 11 of them are within a 20-mile radius of where I live. They are um, disguised behind different names, um, names that I didn't expect. I don't know why I thought that all hate groups would just be like the KKK or we hate, you know, black people or what have you. Um, But no, they are titled things like the National Policy Institute the Washington Summit Publishers, and the Center for Perpetual Diversity, the Virginia Publishing Company, just to name a few of those 42. So, of course, um, you know, I hate when people make generalizations about black people. You know how Donald Trump thinks that we all live in inner cities and that we're all poor, Um, Well, I've been generalizing racists and white supremacists, too. I think um, I thought that they were all poor, proud rednecks living in the middle of America somewhere. But nope. Turns out that many of these hate organizations are targeting uh, young, college-educated men and women. I want to point that out. Women as well. 
Um, and it turns out that white supremacists are working and thriving right here in Virginia, commuting to work in the same traffic as me, shopping with their families at the same grocery store as me, um, and probably at the next pump over for me at the gas station. One of the benefits of educating yourself is to ensure that your efforts are not working against you. Case in point, PayPal. So PayPal already had an acceptable use policy, which banned the promotion of hate and violence, saying it would not support account users who did this. Now, did they have a policy in place to police it? Mm, Doesn't seem like it. It wasn't until they found out that their service played an integral role in funding the hate that we saw in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, That's when they removed these accounts and sent out a statement. Now, I'm glad that PayPal took action, but let us all learn a lesson that to simply say something is of value to us is not good enough. We must have things in place to ensure our values are not compromised. Hate comes in all shapes and forms, and the methods to perpetuate hate also come in different ways. If you are unclear about a particular organization, please educate yourself, not just listen to your friends or commentators on CNN or Fox News or wherever you get your news from. Do you your research. Visit, and this is what I did for each of those organizations that, I, that I've named. I went to their website. Um, I didn't just take it for what I saw on um, the SPLC website. I went to their websites, which are low budget, by the way, but went to their websites and read what their mission is about. And yeah, they are hate organizations. Um, There were a couple other ones on there that I didn't know about either, um, to be honest, that I was like, "Mm." so one was the new Black Panther Party. And I was like, the Black Panther Party is not a hate group. But I did not know there was a difference between the new Black Panther Party and the Black Panther Party. And when I went to the new Black Panther Party website, I was like, whoa, this is a hate group. The uh, the Black Panther Party, as I know it, um, has spoken out against the new Black Panther Party and has set and has condemned, um, you know, affiliation, the vision and the message of the new Black Panther Party. And so, uh, you know, when I saw it on there, I was like, oh, yeah, now that I've read this and see what they stand for. Yeah, the new Black Panther Party is a hate group. Um, one that I really had a hard time with as well is the nation of Islam. Um, <laughs> and I'm still like, mm, I don't know. I, I do know some of the good work that the nation of Islam has done. Um, <laughs> but I also have seen things and, you know, reading, uh, their mission. I've listened to, um, teachings um and I've heard uh you know pieces from different ministers especially the their most popular which is uh minister Louis Farrakhan and uh but just because you have good deeds you do do you do good deeds and you say some things that I align with doesn't mean that you know, all of your values are good and some of the values that they have also perpetuate hate. And until you educate yourself about these organizations, I think that, and maybe just in my experience, like I've never associated the Nation of Islam with being a hate organization. 
Um, but I have seen some of the things that they have said or that they perpetuate and it's hateful. So, you, you know, I have to come to grips with that. And I think that, uh, you know, all of us should take a look in the mirror, educate ourselves on the things that we think we know. And while I'm on this topic, before I move on, I want to talk about the, uh, the other thing that irritates me is when people say that Black Lives Matter organization is a hate group. Like, stop it. Their demand is simple, and that's to stop killing black people. That's it. Do the research for yourself. Like I said, go on their website, see some of the things that the organizers and the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement have said. Find out how the Black Lives Matter organization came to be, and you will find for yourself that the Black Lives Matter movement and organization is not a hate group. So stop it with that. If you believe that, you are wrong. Go and do your research. Stop listening to all these commentators and, uh, you know what I mean? Do your own research. That's all I'm going to say about that. Finally, allocate resources. We cannot wait around for other people, politicians, companies, etc., to do the work we want to see done. We got to put ourselves on. Once you've educated yourself, you need to mobilize your resources, money, and time towards organizations, initiatives, and politicians that are working towards the change you wish to see. I've said this time and time again, to be the light. For every dark deed or moment, we can bring the light. For me, I'm donating money to the SPLC along with my company because I was impressed by their work. I love the work that they're doing. Um, and now that I know one of the hate groups in this area is a publishing house, I mean, you guys know I'm an advocate for literacy and I'm even more amped up to support publishing houses and literature that promote diversity and inclusion. And I was just listening to a different podcast a couple of weeks ago called the Reading Glasses podcast, and they were talking about banned books. Um, and Banned Books Week is actually coming up in September. Um, but what banned books are in a lot of in a lot of different parts of the country, they are books that are deemed too inappropriate, I should say, for people to read. Um, and typically, these books are um, written by sometimes minority authors, women. Uh, people who LGBT authors or the content is based on those and it's deemed inappropriate. And a lot of them, you know, if you research banned books have, you know, are ones that like do amazing things to for, for young minds. One of the examples of a book that has been on the banned books list for many, many years is The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. And it's crazy. I have my same copy of The Bluest Eye from many, many years ago when I was a young girl and I got it. And to know that that's a banned book because of some of the things that happened in it is crazy to me. I say all that to say I had decided after listening to that podcast and they had a person on talking about how you can donate banned books or donate books that um, in some states or would be on the banned book list or will probably be on the banned book list when a new one comes out. And they were talking about, as an example, this book titled The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. And I've seen this book every single time I go to the bookstore. It's been out since February and, um, I've seen it. It's a young adult book and the cover is, that's what draws you to the book. It's, 
of a young brown girl and she has her hair in a beautiful afro and she's holding up a sign that says the hate you give and the book follows the journey of a young person turned activist when an unarmed friend is killed by the police uh so that's the book that i'm going to purchase and donate copies of um and i'm looking to check out other minority publishing houses. I looked at, uh, when I was doing research for this, Lilo Books um, is a, one of the largest multicultural publishing houses in the country. And um, I want to work with publishing houses, again, um, and support works of literature that promote diversity. Um, finally, I know, um, and finally on this topic about allocating your resources, I know I can force change mostly on a local level by connecting with my state and local government officials. I have downloaded the Countable app, which allows you to see different bills and such that are being voted on, as well as the Arlington County government app to keep better track of what's going on in my state and also at a local level in Arlington County, Virginia not just trying to keep up with the national news and the foolishness of this current White House administration, because yes, they are foolish and there's a lot of, a lot of mess going on, but a lot of these things that are happening um, that we don't wish to see, most of the things that impact us directly are happening at a state and local level. And I encourage you to find out if your state or local government has an app or you, I mean, most of them all have a website at this point. You got to pay them parking tickets or something. So um, I would encourage you to visit their website, see if they have an app and keep track of what is going on and show up at events that you need to show up to or figure out ways that you can meet state and local officials that represent your voice when it comes to voting and, and uh, writing policies and such on certain initiatives. That is all that I have for this week. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, listening again, for all of your encouragement. I would love to know your thoughts on personal and professional responsibility to fight hate. If there's something that you want me to know about, maybe something that I missed or something that you're doing, um, maybe about a, a publisher that I can work with or another book that I should be donating or a cause of literacy that I can also support. Let me know about any of that kind of stuff. Or if you just have any questions or one event in general, you can email me at Janita Morris at view112.com. That's J-E-A-N-I-T-A-M-O-R-R-I-S at view112.com. Again, thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you all next time. Take care.